What's up, everybody? This is Rabbit and Blue Radio with the Skeleton Crew. This is Alex. Michael J. And our special guest host, Dan Chase. All right, Friday 13th Part 2. Now, this is my personal favorite Friday 13th, and as you guys know, the friggin' MPAA censored this movie to death. 48 seconds were cut. Now, I don't know if you guys know anything about editing, but... That is yeah. an incredible amount of time. It is. Oh, absolutely. It's my favorite, too, by the way, Alex. It's, uh, I think that and four are tied for the best. It's, uh, it's beyond good. Yeah. It, this, this, this movie, to me, you know how like people love Nightmare 1, Halloween 1, Texas Chainsaw 1? And if you think about it, that was the first introduction to their favorite killers. Well, right. clearly this is Jason's, really. It's it's just like part one, you know? Yep. Because you can't really say you loved him in the first movie. He just jumped out of a, out of the water. Yeah, it just doesn't count. I don't care what anybody says. It's, it's considered a dream sequence. It didn't count. So number two, you know, the resurgence of Jason, you know, it, it's it's iconic. It's It's legendary. It's epic. Yeah, it is epic. And having no hockey mask even makes it more it um it makes it feel like you were there from the beginning you saw the evolution of this guy oh the when, that, kind when of that mask came on that first time with that one eye sticking out that was some creepy shit yeah mm-hmm. definitely now in this movie he was about 33 or 34 okay it raises questions here's my first biggest i think this is the biggest mystery of jason Voorhees ever why didn't Jason go back to his mother after he survived that drowning? If he's alive in part two at that age, obviously he didn't really drown. So if he just, you know, was treading water, coughing a little bit, crawled over, crawled over to the beach, and was like, oh, shit, I almost died, you know? I got it. Okay, I got why it. didn't he go it. back to mother? Go ahead. His mother smothered him, and he couldn't stand being with her. And he wanted to he wanted to prove to everyone that he could make it on his own. But his whole life seems to be based on his mother. I mean, he killed what's well, the... well no. Well well no. He hates his mother. I mean, I, I think he has like a deep seated resentment towards his mother. And then when he sees his mother get decapitated, that just triggers something and he's just thinking, Well, you know what? I should have done it myself. So you, you think he has the Norman Bates effect, where Norman was obsessed with his mother, but at the same time, he resented her. Most definitely. Really? It's, it's, yeah. it's amazing how parallel Friday 13th is to Psycho. It's very loosely uh, parallel, but it's... It... See, my thoughts on it, though, Alex, is I think, a re- you know, my thoughts may be different, but I think what they were going for is, you know... He's a mongoloid, yes. He may have retarded genes in him or whatever you want to call it. So being that young with, you know, something like that, growing up like that, maybe he couldn't comprehend it at the time, you know? So that's just my take on it. That seems more plausible. Do you know what I mean? Like, that could actually happen. Like, you know, the kid's mentally challenged and he's a young 
kid. I mean, that, you know, could be confusing. So, so you think it's totally fine that he was hanging out with his mom, she did everything for him, she was always there, blah, blah. He drowns and says, eh, F it, I'm going to take off. Totally. Right. It, it just doesn't yeah, make. You got a good point there, actually. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense, does it? I mean, and what? Nobody was around when this guy drowned. Uh, I just, I don't. They know. were around. They just didn't care. Okay, my honest thoughts on it, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Okay, let's make a sequel. Uh, we're gonna have to figure this out somehow. Hopefully, nobody will notice. That's really my take on it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Right. Okay, I'm going to go with that one. Yeah, you know what? I really like, you know, Dan, I really like to answer these questions as if the movies were real. So if we could just stick to No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And can we just talk about Amy Steele as far as one of the best heroines throughout the all movies, all the whole Friday the 13th series? Because I think she's definitely in contention for the top. I mean, that's debatable, but she's she's one of my favorites, and she still looks hot. Well, I don't know. I think it's a debate between hillbilly heroin and black tar heroin. I, I'm not really sure right, which right. is my favorite. Um, of course, of course, the blue magic. <laughs> yeah, blue magic. No, uh, yeah, she's she's my favorite. What about yep. Mike? I, I'm so sure. Amy, I think you like Chris so, from Part Three, right? Uh, I do, but I also like Megan from Part Six. Yes, she was cool. Yeah. Well, I like Amy Steele, too, because, you know, when she played Jenny, it, it it shows her at the bar, and she almost has a lot invested in it. It seems like throughout the whole series, you know, it, it kind of got lost. It, it was just basically like typical girl who's got really no connection to anything except for obviously being on uh, Jason's territory at his camp. But, you know, and she she knew about him. She cared enough to, you know, bring it up, and, and she was sympathetic to it. So I just think uh, that that whole setup was really good, and that's why I think it was effective when she puts on the sweater at the end. And, you know, she she's basically it, – it's a mind thing, and it's not just – hey, you know, slasher, I'm going to, you know, trick you and, and hit you with the thing, which she does, but she uses her brains and she she does it in a way that, that, that outsmarts them. And, and that's what I love about that character. Yeah, I'm glad you said that. Like, those little things like that, those scenes that bring you into the, like, she's, she's feeling something. She has depth. And right. when people with depth are being chased or even get killed, ultimately, it's, that's that's when it means something and and it's funny because right. Friday 13th movies are known as the mindless fun stupid movies that are just garbage and there's no yep. character development it's line them up knock them down and you know what I don't think it was at this point yet and and you you can say even part 1 was sort of a you know knock them off movie but I don't know man I I I feel like I connected with almost every character to this point yeah you know? No, you, I agree. Entirely you do. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple. I mean, of course, you don't really connect with Terry like, unless uh, you really hate to see that ass go. <laughs> go to waste. That was the best nudity in the film, by the way. Actually, it was really the only nudity in the film, but it was the best. It was phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, it was brief. Right. But it was, it was very brief. But for that brief moment, yes. It was incredible. Hey, hey, another thing I wanted to mention about this movie, too. Remember how the uh, two guys, uh, the, the couple, rather, that uh, sneak off camp? And they Sandra and dogs? Jeff. 
Yep. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Remember they find the dog that looks like what's it? Uh, what's Muffin. The name? Muffin. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. You know, just the chair. Just the. The ch- what are the chances that there'd be a dog that looks exactly <laughs> like the dog that this girl has? You know, because obviously Muffin makes a uh, triumphant appearance at the end. But I just find that so crazy. Like that, it just seemed like a stretch. But yeah. it was effective too when the dog came back, and then obviously that set up the window crash scene. Obviously by you know throwing in the oh we made it through, just like mm-hmm. the first ending to the first movie. You know, oh you know she's almost at the thing. Here comes Jason. Right. Same thing. Oh, you know, muffins okay. All right, we're good. But I just thought that was a little uh, obviously unbelievable. But then again, you know. Well, listen, it might be good technique. Think of it like this, Dan. As an audience, you're supposed to be like, you're supposed to be so invested in the fact that you're baffled. Or like, wait a minute, I thought this dog was. <laughs> oh, jeez, don't. Right. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, look, it works. You literally scared me half to death. Yeah. I jumped over here. It works. <laughs> so there you go. It's effective. I, I, I know my God, stuff. Mike. I know my stuff. <laughs> what are you going to do? Jesus Christ, Mike. One more outburst like that, you're back on... Uh... I'm back in limbo? Yeah. You're, you're going to be <laughs> you're gonna be on that the big uh, vacation we took from Harbit again. <laughs> okay. You're going back to blog talk, son. Oh, please, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want blog talk. That's that's a that's a fate worse than death. That blog talk was bad. Yeah. Um, okay. One of my favorite scenes was uh, when when the cop was driving down the dirt road and he sees oh. Jason dart across the road. Awesome. That poor cop too. I... He, he seems like he chases him for about five miles, huh? Uh, yeah, but can can I also give give an award here for best sound effect that a character makes when he's running through the woods and he trips on something? He's like. Ugh. <laughs> what? Who, who who did that? <laughs> it's me. Listen, listen. Go back. Put in Friday the Thirteenth Part Two, and because you know, I don't know if you know. Well, the people listening don't know this, and Alex, you might know this. Dan, you might from past experience. But I laugh at the most inopportune times, like when people just make a noise. I'll laugh, or if they fall unexpectedly, I'll laugh. When I watch Friday the Thirteenth Part Two, and that cop is in the woods and he's running and he hits the tree, and he's like, Ugh. Yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I know that one. Yeah. Um, well, you know what? I th- you know what I really liked about that entire scene. You see someone else chasing Jason for for a change. You know, and you don't really see that. Oh, absolutely, and it sets up. Uh, you know. The intro to his house too, which is really creepy too, and and I thought that was really effective. Dude, you know how we make fun of? I just made fun of how he's running five miles in, but you know the fact of the matter is, it just kind of shows you that it was pretty believable. You know that he could be living there, just far enough to where nobody would see him, but you know far enough to be out of the way, and you know, but right near the road, so. Right. You, you know what I love about it? It's all, like, weather-beaten. And, you know, a lot of times yep. when I picture Mike moving out on his own, Michael J., or very own, I, I, I feel like that's the that's exactly what his place would look like. What do you think? Except full of Blu-rays. And he would have, yes, and he'd have a working toilet bowl, maybe. Maybe. And he'd have a hot plate. And it would need to have gigantic pipes because I, uh, I dropped gigantic deuces. Hey, listen, if you're going to talk about punching slugs, you got you got to pick a different show, pal. No. We're not we're not talking about that here. This is a very clean show. Now let's yeah. get back to that girl's ass in the lake. <laughs> okay. Does anyone else find it disturbing that Jason took his mom's pants off to put him on that shrine? Wait, did he? 
Yes. Where are her pants? I never saw her pants. Right under her sweater, basically. He, he actually, oh. you know, like as if you laid your clothes out to see how they look before you go out to a really club. And that's really her pants? Yeah. And even, do you have that 25th anniversary uh, little thing that... Uh... I certainly do. Okay, when they're both standing there, look at that, and the pants are there. Actually, I can look at it. It's actually right here. All right, get up off your knees. I am getting up off my knees, and my knees are, like, really hurting right now. Hey, listen. Good Lord. I got indentations in the floor. Here, hold on to me. God only knows why he does shows like that. I'm putting the light on. (laughs) Yeah, I see them. There are pants. Yep. What do you think? I confirm. Pants. Now, now, let's, let's, you know, walk through this whole thing. Jason's mom's dead. Her head's uh, laying five feet from her body. Yes. He pulls her into a shack. Puts her head in the middle of the table. Takes. Do you sp- think that he really? Way whoa 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 whoa. You know what? Here's the thing. Obviously, in in Friday the Thirteenth Part Two, they're at uh, Packanac Lodge, is it? That's right, Packanac Lodge. And in Friday the Thirteenth, they're at Crystal Lake, right? So yes. obviously they're close. Well, it's on the same but, lake. Right, but but Jason's shack is probably more on the Packanac side, I think. Right. I don't think he drug her through the woods. I think he. Did an old-fashioned fireman carry? Oh my God, that's what you were contesting. Yeah, Mike. One more time, <laughs> you're off the show. Yeah, I just fell asleep. Oh my God, I think everybody just clicked off this. Oh. You think so? Oh my God. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> you freaking son of a. All right. <clears throat> In that final scene, remember when they're, like, pulling away from the, the shrine and you see the head and all that stuff? Mm-hmm. J- Jason's mother's head. I'm sorry. I have to be, you know, people don't yeah. hear what's in my head. Um, yeah. And they're pulling away. I, I'm sure a lot of people already know this, but if for some who don't, that's then I'll tell you. They actually put an actress up through the table and she was wearing a mask. Mike, what's that sound? Ow. Hold on. Can we be professional? Are you professional or not? Yeah, that's better. That's okay. better. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I just can't work like this. Okay, anyway. When they're pulling away, they actually had an actress sit under the table wearing the mask of what Jason's mother's head would look like. And right. what they were going to do was, when they pulled away, she was going to wink at the camera. <laughs> But luckily, the genius Steve Miner decided this was going to be like a hope, a hokey thing that would cheapen the movie's impact. Oh, thankfully. Thank, thank you, Steve. Oh, oh th- and I'm going to hate you for the next movie, but thank you so much for saving this one. Yeah, and that music at the end, too, is uh, memorable. Yes. The, the music in the first two movies is perfect. Yes. Yeah, but the third one is pretty much the same thing. Actually, yeah. one through five kind of use the same cue. Actually, no. No, five Honestly, is a little too one much. One through six use almost the same cues. Seven, they kind of, well, because seven is a different guy, but we'll get into that just, It represents the 80s just so it, perfectly. It <laughs> yeah, well, the beginning of part three does in a bad way. Oh, yeah, couldn't agree more, sir. Yes. Um, you know, I really hate how people chalk up the end of part two as a dream just because part three dismissed it. Like, how much better is it of an ending if Jason really jumped through that window and, and got Ginny? What the hell kind of ending is hitting Yeah, but a- obviously he didn't because she's wheeled away. 
unless they had her, you know, being wheeled out in a body bag. Well, that's the mystery of Paul. Now, Dan, do you think do you think Paul died? Because remember how Ginny was like, Paul, Paul. Yeah, see, I don't think he did. No. And I believe I, I, I saw in an interview somewhere that as far as Amy Steele was concerned that he did not die. No. Right. Good. Okay. Now, uh, and, 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 and that's, and honestly, that's, I think that's her opinion. And I totally agree with that because I think if they were going to kill him off, mm-hmm. they would have done it in, in a more shocking way, because let's face it, he was one of the lead guys made it to the end. And, you know, it, it, not that it was, you know, necessarily shocking that he died at that point, mm-hmm. but shocking that, you know, it, it, it would happen maybe in a, in a, in a moment where you didn't expect it, a shocking moment, you know? So you think, okay, this guy might last, I don't know, and then they would have got him big time. Now, see, that's why I don't think they did it that way. Right. I think they went the other way with it. And and they, and, and they also left it open. Exactly. Yep, they definitely did. And, and I like that, and I like how they did that, to be perfectly honest with you. I, li- I like movies that, that leave it open that aren't definitive because, let's face it, at that point, too, they didn't know where where number three was going to go, you know, and and right. it's same with Adrian King in the first one going on to the second. You never know who's going to come back for, you know, a quote-unquote Drew Barrymore role, so you got to keep it open. And I think they were smart of them. Yeah, who knows who would come back and drag out the first 20 minutes of part three. Absolutely, absolutely. Luckily, yep. nobody. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so <laughs> so let, let, let's get to the funny things. If you guys have any, like, what the F moments, like we like to do here at uh, the Skeleton Crew at Rabbit and Blue for now. And uh, well, my, my what the F moment, I think, what was I thinking before? Oh, yeah, right. When Jason kills Ralph, did you notice he just kind of comes down with his hands and pulls the barbed wire over his throat? How did he get it around the top of the tree? I think maybe he swung it from one hand to the other. like. But they showed that, if you recall, they showed that in part five. Remember when he throws the strap yep. around the tree, grabs it, and twists yep. it, and pops the guy's head? Like, in this one, it just kind of comes down. That's right. You know what, Alex? I'm glad you said that because I was confusing that in my head with, with that scene. So you're right. Right. It, that's a good question. I have no idea. Uh, that's that's a good one. Good question. You any any what the f moments in this for you guys or? Uh, I have one. This is pretty legit movie. Oh, you got one. Okay. I have one. Why would Jason take the time to pose the corpses of Sandra and Jeff? <sighs> uh, wh- oh, you know what? I'm glad you said that, Mike. I don't know the answer, but I. I do have something to ponder. Did you ever notice? I, I, I'm sure everybody did. I always talk like I'm the only one who, you know, because I don't have friends to talk to this one about. But <laughs> <laughs> I would say laugh and kickball. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, did you ever notice that there was a, as a corpse with an ice pick in its head leaning against yeah. the table? Oh, you did. So I'm just an asshole. Okay. Well, no, no. I, I, I remember. <laughs> no, no, no. I've, I've heard about this before. That's why I'm saying it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How about uh, hey, another another moment? Can I bring up real quick? Oh, Sorry, absolutely, guys. Dan. I, please. I gotta please. mention this too. You know, and you guys are gonna kill me. What is the uh, the uh, assistant's name who stays at the bar? Um, Stu. Ted. 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 Stu. That's his real name. Thank you, sir. Now that's his real name. 
there you go. Yeah, to me, yeah, he's in, uh, you know, just one of the guys. He's in a bunch of those. I love this guy. I love when he was getting bombed. What do you have, like 15 beers next to him? Yeah. He's like, yeah, oh, yeah, he was saving him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And, um, you know, she didn't want the bar to fall over on him. And Mm -hmm. so I'm just surprised that, you know, he was a great character. He was one of the main characters. And then, you know, look at what happened there. Look at what happened there. It was just like, okay, took a a left turn, you know. I thought he was definitely going to get it. Like I said, he was a central character. He was the goofball. He's the one who freaking jumped out of the woods in the beginning and scared everybody. He's like, you know, of course this guy's going to get it. Oh, no, he didn't get it. And actually on top of that, He's getting bombed. So that sends a mixed message, though, too, because in these horror movies they establish if you drink, do drugs, and have sex, you're going to die. Yeah, well, l- luckily Michael J. will live forever if, if that's the... <laughs> you're good, Mike. You are wow. good, brother. I am good. <laughs> yeah, Mike. Mike's going to be the next Methuselah. You're damn right. <laughs> Methuselah Michael J. Michael J. Methuselah. That's it. Well... He, he obviously wasn't having sex, but he was getting bombed, so that kind of contradicts the series. Oh, in another moment, I, I totally forgot about this one, too. How about the, the poor guy in the wheelchair? Oh, that's the best. That's easily the best kill in the film right there. The best is, as soon as the gimp dies, <laughs> it goes right to people coming. Yes. That's wonderful. Right. Yes. It's like... Well, it's, it's, hey, listen, it's a moment of ecstasy in everyone's life when we see another gimp uh, bite the dust. I love it. <laughs> it's the best part of the film. Like, I'm cheering. I, I cheer every time. Like, when I watch the movie, I'm like, like, I, I still watch it now, and I'm like, yeah, get him. Get him. How can get you him. say that? Get listen, him. the poor guy's pushing himself around for who God knows how long. I, what, what do you say? It was a motorcycle accident? So, Whichever. Whatever he deserved to get it. That's all. Oh, my God. Listen to this guy. So anyway, yeah, he went, Mike wants to be the only gimp that uh, gets attention for and, and pity. Right. <laughs> Can we mention to the um, the sets uh, in particular in this one? You know, the, the place where they were all staying on the deck. And, yeah. You know, the parking lot area. It was basically just one spot. They didn't they didn't have a lot of setups. It was basically that, and you know, even when the. Uh, What's his name's going over all the uh, activities Paul. and uh, yeah, Paul when when he's giving his lecture, they're all right there. So it's basically that that's it. And I think that's one of the one of the best sets in all the series. I mean, oh, if yeah. you think about it, there's no central set except number four, which I think is the definitive set uh, of all the Friday the Thirteenth movies. But this is definitely a close second. I love that huge wide deck and just everything. You know, right. We're- and if you, if I'm glad you put, pointed that out when they were uh, calling everybody for that meeting when he rang the bell, those kids were running up the stairs that that wheelchair guy eventually rolled down to his yeah. demise. And you know what's great about, like you said, the cinematography, how amazing it was. The best mm-hmm. that you really don't see was when they freeze framed it, and then like what they do, zo- uh, zoom away or something like that. Or it was they... like a, dis- it was like a dissolve. Yeah, do they pull in or zoom away? I can't remember. I'm not no, sure. No, actually, it? no, they pulled back. Back, right. They pulled back, and you just kind of, like, saw the chair kind of, like, fall into frame. Right, yeah, yeah. That, Gotta that, love the 80s. Yeah, and I remember I uh, brought this up. We interviewed... Oh, I, how Russell can we not talk... Russell Tye. How can we not talk about him? He shot the chick in the ass, man. That guy was yeah. cool. 
I liked him. And so we interviewed him, and I was talking to him about that. Remember that one shot? They panned across the entire deck at night and showed every single character, and they all had their they all hit their points perfectly. And then it, yes. it eventually went to Paul saying, "Okay, everybody, this is your last night. You know, to go do whatever you want." Blah blah. That was a great scene. A lot of people overlooked that. That was thank a, you. That that was I'm a. Cont- so happy you said that, Alex. That's that's one of my favorite scenes too. It's it's perfect. One continuous shot. It it lasted like three minutes maybe. Right. And that's and that's uh, it has to do with character development too because at that point you were so invested in all of these characters. They're all very likable. Yeah. Which I, I and like I said too, I think number four is is character wise is the strongest but i think this one is a close second you know you care about pretty much pretty much everybody up there you know even the jerk guy well i'm sorry the guy uh you interviewed you know even he was likable you know i love him dude i loved him exactly so you know i just uh i wanted to touch on that real quick yeah his name was scott and uh, he had he had a great kill also everybody always talks about how the blade was uh upside down when it cut his throat when he was hanging from the tree Oh, was it? Yeah, and you know what I'm really kind of upset about? He told us that when that blood was gushing out of his neck, it poured into up his nose and his eyes and a little uh-huh. bit in his mouth, and we don't even see that. No. No? Nope. Not at all. Well, that was cut, probably. That was part of the... 48... The 40, yeah, 48 seconds that were cut. <laughs> yeah. Can you believe that? Like, really? It's ridiculous, really. And you know what? If if the movie was released today, there'd be no cut, oh, I guarantee please. And you know what's real sad? Back then, the term "cutting room floor" was literal. And right. when those things, when when that film hit the floor, man, uh, some jerk off swept it into a garbage can, and that's it. Yep. There, there yeah. is no bonus footage. <laughs> exactly. I just think it's a it's a great film overall. You know, if you look into through the history of the whole series, it's probably one of one of the strongest, if not the strongest. One in the whole series. Definitely, I think it's it, I think it's perfectly tied with part four. Right. Oh, absolutely, and I can't wait to get into that one. Yes, and unfortunately, we have to go through three to get to four. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest film ever. We will discuss that next. No, we're going to argue about it next. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A little trivia I remember about this movie was that in the first scene, when the kids like itsy bitsy spider went up the water spout. And then you see Jason take a step in that puddle of water when he's making his way to Alice's house, uh, which we have no idea how he knew where she lived and, you know, or how he tracked her down. But Yeah, they didn't have the internet. Yeah. That that was actually a woman playing that part. That was uh, that oh, walker. Oh, really? Yeah. It, I did not know that. Yeah, I remember, I think it was the film's costume designer or something like that. Another thing that people gripe about is that um, Jason is dressed exactly like the killer from the town that dreaded sundown, 1976. Do you, do you guys know that already, or what? His his yep. the, the sack was, but I didn't know about the rest of it. It was like a farmer getup, just like. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. But, but it I, makes I, sense, though. It makes sense for both movies. So I I saw it. I was like, oh okay, I get it, and you know. But honestly, which is the better movie? And you know, yeah. obviously that's debatable. But a lot of people, I think, would say Friday the Thirteenth. So really, you know, I I definitely know what you're saying, though, Alex. They might. There's a good chance that they did copy it off him, but I'll, I'll tell you that is an effective look. Like I said before. Oh yeah. Oh, I love it. All that. It scared the shit out of me. Yeah, I don't care where they got the look, honestly. Right. Okay, do you want to get into the whole Steve Dash, Warrington, Gillette thing? 
I was just going to wonder when you were going to get into that. Okay. So as, as everybody, I hope, listening to this knows, Steve Dash played Jason through the entire movie, and Warrington Gillette played him only when he jumped through the window at the end. They thought he was terrible, everybody on the movie, so they fired Warrington. But in his contract, it was stated that he gets credited as Jason, which is a normal thing. I guess they okay. should have went back and, you know, changed things. I don't know. But yeah, they should Steve Dash and this guy, uh, so Steve Dash has been signing his autograph as Steve Dash, the real Jason Voorhees, for like 15 years. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a whole thing. And uh, so what do you guys think about that? Is, is this guy Warrington a dirtbag, or is he just a guy who just had circumstances that, uh, you know? He's an idiot. He's an idiot. I'm saying, but Warrington Gillette to take his credit. The biggest douchebag move was, Mike, wasn't he in, like, the bonus features of, like, a Friday the 13th uh disc or something and he completely yeah. acted like he did the whole movie yeah in the um box set that came out in 2004 there was something the friday the 13th chronicles or something where they had like a separate feature right on the first eight movies yeah and he basically talked like took, oh like he was jason like he did everything and, and but the only thing that he went into detail about was, you know, the scene at the end of the movie when he jumps through the window and how they had to keep doing take after take after take after take because they just couldn't right. get it right. Well, I interviewed him um, years ago, probably 2005, and he said that they swung him through and he didn't break through the window and he just, like, fell flat back. <laughs> and I said, like, I said, what did everybody, like, do? And he goes... I heard Amy still hated that scene, too, and she it took a lot of coaxing in order for her to do reshoots on it because they didn't get it the first night. Yeah. It was, it was just a horrible scene all around for everybody for, like you said, technical reasons. Everything. And I used to love that. Like, this is the movie I had when I was 11 years old. My dad, like, rented it from a video store, and he copied it. And I, that's the only Jason I had. And it was weird growing up because I was like... How come I have a Jason movie, but he doesn't have that hockey mask on? You know, like, that's pretty weird. And I remember in this, like, in the nights in the summertime, I used to always put this movie on when I was, like, 11, 12 years old. And uh, that scene where he jumped through the window, man, I remember I used to, like, pause it and watch it in slow-mo. I was so fascinated by that, by his face. It was so, like, realistic to me at the time, you know, as a kid. And it was, yeah. like, really scary. And and that's another point of this movie I want to get into. Like, it's it's full of scary scenes. My mom oh. has jumped at parts of this movie. Absolutely. That, like, like, one scene that, like, sends chills up to my spine was, like, when when uh, Ginny and Paul were in that dark room. And she's like, Paul, there's someone in this fucking room. And, like, yep. Jason comes up. Like, that's scary shit, man. And how about when uh, she goes in the bed and, and, and he jumps up in when he's in the bed? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When when yeah, he sits he's, up. yeah, he sits up and he slashes Vicky's leg open. Oh, that's Ooh, a yeah. That's, yeah, that that's good. That's good the hell out of me. I remember. Or I got the other one. How about when she's under the bed in the one cabin thing, and he's in there, and she sees the mouse, and she pisses her pants, and you see the piss, <laughs> and then he just like she comes out, and he's like ooh, and he you know, and he goes to get her with the pitchfork. That That's another good one. I was good. I'm, I have a debate for you guys. Yeah. Did you not think that that rat pissed? No, I always thought that was her piss because rats don't piss like that. Actually, I think they do, Mike. The way it shot out, and here's here's another uh, here's another reason <laughs> that I think that it was the rat. If you literally, let's just say you piss your pants, does right. does a stream of water really come out, or does your whole or do your pants become completely saturated in urine? 
Yeah, right. but dude, exactly. I've pissed my pants before. Okay. Dude, I thought okay. it was a rat. To be honest with you, yeah, I didn't think wait, it was wait, plausible. Wait, 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 Dan, Dan, don't gloss over this. <laughs> Mike, <laughs> Mike, you pissed your pants before, really? Yeah, I what? pissed my pants, and there's like a stream of piss that comes out onto your pants. Like I felt it shoot out of my, you know. <laughs> and <laughs> what? What's? Were we stuck in a car? And uh... no, I was in second grade. Oh. Oh, well, I, that's nice. And the teacher was in the middle of teaching, and I had to go to the bathroom, but I didn't want to raise my hand. So I figured I'm sitting in the at the desk, and I'm like, I can just let this happen. And I, and I, I went, and a little puddle formed beside my desk. And it was almost like, you know, when I think of that, I'm like, hey, it really can happen. Because I remember when that happened, my mind flashed that scene in Friday, too. And I'm like, hey, it is real. Really? Yeah. Okay. Where were we scary scenes? Yeah. You know, you know what I really love like subtle scary scenes like like um when he's dragging Vicky's body down the stairs and her feet just keep like plunking down the stairs. Like that's pretty cool. Oh yeah. I love that subtle. Really cool. And like one of my favorite subtle scary stuff is like when it starts to rain in that movie and you see the yep. first few drops hit yep. the leaf and then the top of that like lamp Alex, I'm so glad you mentioned that because that's honestly one of my favorite little transitions or whatever you want to yep, call it. Yep. Because, you know, it's almost like, all right, here we go. And, you know, it was setting the template of, you know, what's going to go down. There's a storm coming, and here we go. And, you know, and it's just great. That's like, uh, and a lot of movies have done that too. Not, not as effective, but that's just one of those things that, you know, kind of gets swept under the rug. Not too many people notice, but that's setting up some epic scenes that, you know, obviously at the time they didn't know how well it was going to do, but it goes down in history is, as one of, the, one of the best endings, I think. Yeah, cinematic, perfect, you know, it's just perfect. When <clears throat> Ginny's, Ginny sees the doorknob turning and um, he stops trying to get in, and then she goes to the window and she reaches on each side of her, and she keeps looking at the doorknob, and she's right about, and all of a sudden his hand busts right through the window and goes mm-hmm. to grab her. My mom, yep. I watched that with my mom twice in like the span of like one time, maybe two or three years later, and both times she she jumped. Like it's. I got a question for you. Yeah. Speaking of that, when he jumps through the window and goes to grab her, mm-hmm. is he wearing the sack or is he wearing something else? Because that does not look like the burlap sack on his head it looks too dirty to be the sack no yeah no he's wearing he's wearing the sack yeah but what did it get dirty or something because it doesn't look like the same sack it's probably wet it's a little darker oh okay yeah that's i'm wondering about that and uh you know the the creepy shots of like and the music they play when she's running from him and they keep showing the moon and they show him running then they show the moon again like that oh that's one of my favorite sequences alex yeah great stuff um, and of course the big window crash scene at the end that we already talked about, that's obviously freaking awesome. All right. Well, you know what? Uh, we've we're, ran a little long this one. That means that this was a jam packed episode. So let's not even do any hottest girls. Be- okay. We'll do hottest girls. That ass. Perfect. Right. We all agree. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Perfect couple. Uh, Sandra and Jeff, right? Or right, Jenny and Paul. Jenny and Paul. Jenny and Paul. Oh, actually, mm. Jenny and Paul. You're right. Okay. I'll say Sandra and Jeff only because they died. No, 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 no. Mark and Terry. No, 
Her name, no, Mark and Vicky. Mark, Mark and Vicky. I thought you said you free. This guy just said he hates Mark five minutes ago. Never. I do, but that doesn't mean that I don't want to see the guy happy. Oh, my God. Mitt Romney. Yeah, yeah, he just wants him dead, but he wants him happy. Well, I guess, yeah. yeah, I guess he will be. <laughs> I just wish he would have gotten laid first before he got off. That's all. Exactly. I, I was going to say that. Come on, let the guy, let the guy uh, blow a load. He, he wouldn't be able to feel it, but it doesn't matter. Mike, say say your favorite line. Did you get done at least blowing it first? That's from my movie. <laughs> Mike has a movie. Where some guy says, I just got done banging your sister. <laughs> yeah, it's, Camp Out Nightmare 6. Yeah, Camp Out Nightmare 6. You could all watch that on YouTube if you have uh, an hour and a half to kill. Hour and 27 minutes. I'm sorry. That I edited from uh, an hour and, what, 58 minutes? No, two hours and 11 minutes. Holy Christ. <laughs> Can you believe he thought that that movie was so good he couldn't edit a minute out of there? <laughs> <laughs> and I cut it down to, like, half. This must stay in. Yeah, and I got it to ha- half the amount of time. It's still good. Right. All right. <laughs> you should take that line and use that somewhere. That that just get that at least blown it first. I will try to edit it in the show if I have to. How is it? Is it good for you? Yes, come on. Perfect. What do you want? Things to do. <sighs> what? Get home and finish fucking my sister? Did you get that at least blown it first? So that's not where. Good. All right. Fine. Okay, the the we'll do it real quick because this is a long episode. The best kill, I, I'm going to say the wheelchair, right? Yes. Okay, Dan. Uh, you got yeah. the you got the wheelchair. You got Vicky. You got um. You got the you, you know what's really messed up? The girl, the one kill is off screen. The girl with the ass, uh, Terry. Terry, yeah. Yeah, what happened with her? I forget. Please, please refresh my memory. Yeah. Yeah, she just screamed and kind of like went into the camera, and that was it. That was it. That's right. Yeah, that was kind of uh, lame. I see. I don't like stuff like that. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna have a slasher, then let it be a slasher. But I understand what they're doing at the same time because you know they don't want to just do the the kill, kill, kill. They want to be suspenseful at the same time. So I, I see it. I get it. You know, I don't, right. <laughs> I'm not gonna lose any sleep over it. You know. Oh, I lost plenty of sleep over that. <laughs> Restless night. Do you want to rate it too? Yes. Let's rate this movie. Uh, well, this, this, in the realm of what we're doing on this special, Friday 13th special on Harbid, uh, this is a 10. I give it an 8. I'll keep it with the 8. Okay. I'll split the difference and say a 9, <laughs> just because if you gotta, if you gotta rate them all, I think it's kind of a, uh, a weird thing to do, a bunch of 10s, so I'm gonna say 9 and save my 10 for, uh, for, for... For your for favorite one. one. And don't tell us your favorite. Let the people, uh... Well, I think yeah, I think I said it a few times. I think it's evident, but number four. Oh, did you? I I don't pay attention to anything anybody says but me. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Obviously, it's Jason takes Manhattan. Oh. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> yes. No, yeah, number four, but I can't wait to get into that one. So, I know, yeah. I'm just kidding. I knew that. All right. Well. That was it. We hope you enjoyed the second installment of the Friday the 13th special. We really have no good name for this, so we're just going to call it that. 12 Days of Friday the 13th. Ah, right. Oh, there you go. The 12 Days of Friday the 13th. We hope you enjoyed segment number two, Friday the 13th, part two, 1981. So this is Alex. Michael J. And? And Dan Chase. And we will see you tomorrow for the breakdown of Friday the 13th, part 3D.
bullshit, Jenny. No, what if there is some kind of boy beast running around Camp Crystal Lake? I mean, let's try to think beyond the legend, put it in real terms. I mean, what would it be like today? Some kind of out-of-control psychopath? A frightened retard? A child trapped in a man's body? 